0: everybody to the 5280 nuggets fast break podcast part of the rocky mountain sports network currently presented by nobody uh that will change in february but on today's show we're going to get into this uh indiana game uh brucey e. b's return to denver uh and probably take a quick look ahead at the 76ers game marquee matchup coming up on tuesday uh but today it's just uh Duo Pod, I got Glenn Carlson in the house. How are you, sir? Hey,
1: good, Jake. Good, good. Fun game tonight.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a great game to watch. Uh, you had said kind of pre-game or before the show that it was similar to the Pelicans one, and uh, I definitely agree with you there. You just it just looked like they cared and they tried, and this is probably what Nuggets basketball looks like when they're engaged. Yes. Uh, opposed to that Jazz game uh, just last week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yep, um, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. And uh, first and foremost, uh, Bruce Brown returns to Denver. They have a short little ring ceremony, playing country music, uh, and uh, yeah, nice little moment. Probably the last, like, really meaningful one that we'll have because the next one's Thomas Bryant, and right. I don't know if fans will care about that as much, seeing as he didn't really play in the playoffs, but. Yeah. Uh, it was really good to see Bruce back. I, I missed his face.
1: Yeah, he was a key player for us, and, uh, you know, kudos to him. And I think Coach said uh, he helped us get the championship, and we helped him get the bag. And so, uh, yeah, you know, good for him. It's easy to see why people in Colorado like Bruce Brown. Uh, he's really always really engaged with the community and doing fun things around town, so that's always cool
0: yeah he's a uh, I i think hastings said on the broadcast that he'll probably be one of the most famous nuggets players to ever play one season in denver
1: yeah he and, might.
0: and yeah probably will be i know i'll remember bruce forever and yeah he got that bag 20 million dollars good for him yeah that, that's uh that's money that'll change his family for the rest for generations oh absolutely and, yeah. and not something that we could have offered him so
1: yeah and he's and you know the byproduct of that, a kind of, but he's on a good squad too, and so that's a, yep. you know, a really fun environment for him to make to play maybe a more prominent role, and playing alongside some young guys, uh, um, you know, Jalen Smith and Tyrese and those guys when he when he's back from his injury, um, yeah, I, I expect to see, I expect to see more battles with Indiana down the road. In fact, we got one coming up pretty soon.
0: Yeah, and I knew coming in that Indiana was a well, on record to be the best offense in nba history pretty much right now and i can even though Halburn was out which was disappointing i could see now because i haven't watched to be honest any indiana games this year i watched highlights and certain clips but seeing them play i understand now why bruce is such a good foot there he's kind of the defensive version of Halburn, and he's just Mm -hmm. so fast uh in transition and pushing the pace and I can kind of see, yeah, if Halliburton was there instead of Neesmith, I mean, <laughs> that would have been a blur of a backcourt. But uh, Nuggets get the win, 117-109. to 109. And I feel like that's one of those few scores that kind of does really reflect kind of where this game was. Uh, it was a close first quarter. I, I noticed kind of right off the gate that Jokic was not super aggressive again. He kind of got someone else involved early. I think he scored – his first bucket was that dunk like seven minutes ago in the quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, And Murray kind of – he scored the first four points, but uh, the first quarter ends up being tied, and Jokic subbed out with 26-23, so the bench kind of immediately blew the tiny little bit of a lead that we had built. Uh, But pretty much through halftime, it was pretty close. Uh, DeAndre Jordan picks up three fouls in the, uh, by the second quarter, and Jokic has to come in early at that at the nine-minute mark. And so going to be a long night for him, it seemed like. It uh, didn't end up being too bad of a minute total at 37 minutes. Uh, but, you know, it was a, still a comfortable win. Uh, we kind of pulled away more towards the end there. Uh, we went up a little bit before halftime, and then from there, I don't believe we uh yeah we won the rest of the quarters yeah Uh, by small margins and so we slowly built that lead but yeah what were your main takeaways from watching this game it was a fun one I think we have a lot to talk about
1: yeah I I, it was a blast it was it was good basketball um to your point um Indiana's got some really nice pieces on that team um I really love their bigs uh you know Isaiah Jackson Was aggressive tonight obi Toppin was aggressive tonight um miles turner we've you know he's he's a tough assignment any given night um and so they were a lot of fun to watch for me and then uh at times you know some of their guards were um having an impact on the game too especially kind of late in the third early in the fourth you know matherin who i really like um was kind of quiet until then and then all of a sudden he you know Burst out for what eight, ten, twelve points or something, whatever. He, he finished with twelve, but I think he only had like two points um, up until that point. So, yeah, good team, fun to watch. Um, you know, and then uh, on our side, I mean, the starters were incredible. If you uh, if you look at the stat line on the on the starters, we've got AG had twenty, Milk um, <laughs> yeah. had twenty five, KCP had eleven points, Murray had twenty five, but. For me, I thought the best player on the court tonight was MPJ by a mile.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. kind of a, a little bit of a hot take. I mean, there's a lot of really good players tonight. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how Jamal attacked Bruce Brown kind of right out the gate. He's like, oh, you're going to stick Bruce on me? I'm yeah. going two buckets in a row.
1: Yeah, challenge accepted, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I liked it. I think they had fun out there, and that's probably the most important thing for those guys right now. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Being in the middle of January, but – yeah, I thought Matherin would probably break out a little bit more than did. I he I'm, The sequence you're talking about, he hits, like, some crazy double-contested fadeaway, uh, like, 12-footer. And then he sizes up Reggie Jackson next play down for a three. And then, and then he kind of got going there. But, um, yeah, like I said, I haven't, I haven't really been keeping track of the Pacers too much. Uh, I do follow some of their writers, like, on Twitter. So I see kind of how they have such a great offense and their defense is awful. I honestly didn't think their defense was, like, terrible this game. I mean, the Nuggets had a have an elite offense, but the Nuggets' defense, to me, is the story of the game, along with the out- offensive production. It was like those two things combined, because we've seen games where they lock them up really well, but then only a few guys had big games, and you see a few guys have been big games, and we don't play any defense everyone scores yeah and the over the over under for points on this game was 240 and i saw that and i saw that they averaged 126 and was like "Hmm, if they can play defense they're going to win this game especially without how yeah yeah Yeah,
1: absolutely i mean to hold indiana to 109 is i'll take it all Mm -hmm. day long yep you know what their average will be without Tyrese kind of from this point forward for the next several weeks until he's back is going to be interesting to me like who's going to step up and add those you know 12 15 points that they're going to be missing i don't know who that's going to be um but i, I was pretty happy with our defensive effort and energy aside from aside from on the glass early on in the game i think we recovered nicely down the uh, you know kind of down the stretch and in the fourth quarter but And for a while there in the second and to start the third out, we were just getting pounded on the rebounds. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys were crashing the glass from Indiana and getting second chance opportunities. And, uh, you know, until that point, uh, until we kind of made that effort at that point, um, the game was going to be a lot closer than indicated.
0: Yeah, and that's what Malone said in his post game was he thought the defense was good other than a ton of offensive rebounds and then we also had 22 turnovers or Mm -hmm. wait i'm sorry yeah 21 turnovers looks like they took one away uh and that's that's a ton of turnovers you can't do that even against bad teams uh and probably the fact that they're a terrible offense or defense i'm sorry uh kind of mitigated some of those turnovers like we could Mm -hmm. still get a good shot even with losing 20 possessions yeah, typically, uh, but Jokic was a big part of that issue. He had seven turnovers, and there's a lot of tips in this game, and they they were trying hard, but Jokic also seemed to try a few passes. He doesn't break out usually within a single game, I noticed. Yeah. And he had a few slingers and a, a few lookaways where I'm like, oh, that's that's like a heat check for a passer is what that kind of reminds me of. It's yeah. Like, Can I do this? Oh, yeah. Oh uh so it was still fun to watch even though it a lot of a lot of turnovers but we limited their fast breaks still but i do want to get back to how you said that you thought porter was the best player on the floor tonight and it kind of goes in conjunction with malone kind of raving about porter in his post game uh were you able to catch that
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely and i completely agree um I can uh I'm kind of in the unique position that I can relate to MPJ as far as back problems go. And I've had several uh where I had a major surgery and a lot of back problems myself. And you know, for him to come back and and play at that level, it's it's truly impressive. Um it's and to coaches said it's a you know or what coach said at the end of the game, it's um it's a medical miracle. Like it's a you know, to play at the NBA at that high level is uh is really impressive and yeah, MPJ has just been, he's been so good for us lately. Um, I'm now to the point where I think he is underappreciated defensively. And that's not something that I would typically say of Porter, but watching him, um, you know, let's just call it January for that matter. Um, watching him in January um, has been fantastic defensively. He's always been very active on the glass. And I think that's something that Coach Malone has challenged him to, you know, if, if you're not going to be just a shooter, how else can you affect the game? And rebounding is one of those ways due to his length. And he has has stepped that up, but, you know, he's been getting blocks and battling down low. Uh, his rotations are m- much more, um, what's the word, on time, I guess you could say. And to guard somebody, uh, you know, to guard somebody like a Jalen Smith all, all night is a tough assignment. And so, and then of course he gets switched on to other guys, and and at times was was picking up Obi Toppin, cutting through the paint. Um, I just thought he was in the right place at the right time more often than not tonight. And for me, uh, you know, in terms of what else MPJ does for this team besides shoot the lights out, that makes me really happy.
0: Yeah, he's becoming just like a. It, it feels like we're on track for him being like a premier. Forward in this league, uh, you know, given health, of course. And, you know, I, I think most people just forget, like, he wears a brace still. He he's must be dealing with some sort of drop foot uh, to this day. And he, that means that at times he can't lift his foot. <laughs> like yeah. He can turn his foot. Right. And, like, the thing with MPJ is, yeah, he has all this offensive talent, and it's still hard to do with that. Defending is even harder with that kind of ailment going on. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe that might have been part of what has caused him to be kind of a slow to be to get to up to par on that side of the floor because he has to deal with stuff he didn't deal with his whole life and has to learn to play at different speeds than maybe what he wants to. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why he looks like a giraffe on skates at times too, right? Yeah, but. I mean, I just watched a clip of Porter in his that breakout game against Indiana. Was that 2020? Uh, where he he went like seven for 11. And he had a super efficient game off the bench, and I was watching him. And I was like, he used to move so much better, and he's like almost there again. Mm-hmm. And I I hadn't really realized it until I watched that clip today of him years ago, where it's like, I think he's still like reaching a level of physical ability that he used to have, but he hasn't had. And we've kind of just – I don't know if we're taking it for granted, but I think he his ceiling is coming together because of his, his physical health. Yeah. And his mind coming together at the same time too. Because one thing we didn't mention is he had five assists tonight.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was going to be my next point.
0: Yeah. Moving the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you – and, and Malone mentioned it in the post game that, okay, he had six or seven assists in the Western Conference Finals too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've seen it before, but, yeah, this year has been way more consistent. His shooting was a little shaky in the beginning, but honestly now that he's shooting how he has been the last basically two months, I think it probably had something to do with the ankle and his balance. So, I mean, on the defensive end, I don't know who you, who better you could ask for right now because the offense he brings and just his length and in the nugget scheme right like indiana runs a, he, a motion heavy offense and we were switching every all the off ball screens kind of like how we guard golden state we we're mm-hmm. doing a lot of the switch action on that other than Jokic, porter got switched out a bunch of times on denise smith onto De brown and he held his own yeah we've been saying it for a while and now it, yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel like Porter might be an above average defender if he's given that effort in that night.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it for him is really just trying to be smart because you know he's not like Murray where he's really quick laterally. You know, MPJ does not shift left to right very quickly at all, um, but he is good in space. He does find himself in the right spot more often than not nowadays. And I think uh, he's just trying to affect the game in in ways where he can, you know, be the best benefit. And so, um, you know, it's I, like I said, it's it's really been kind of a joy to watch him flourish in that regard, and especially under, you know, a lot of criticism. We need to trade MPJ. He's not shooting too well right now. Get rid of him. Why do we have this guy, you know, year after year after year? And to be candid, I've even been frustrated at times at some of that, And if you're a pure shooter, you're not always going to just shoot pure. It's just impossible. You know, it comes in waves. And, um, you know, if you had taken MPJ two or three years ago, when he's down in the corner, maybe had an open look, but all of a sudden gets trapped. He, he, he would, he would usually get stuck and perhaps make a bad pass and turn the ball over. But now he's finding other ways to get things done. He's uh he's got a, a, an inside game now and he's, really been shooting that 12 to 15 footer efficiently as well and so i'm pretty excited about it and and i think maybe a secondary point to all this is that other guys on the court know how MPJ defends and they can pick up and talk and help when needed as well
0: yep yeah the connectiveness is there i mean you have uh porter with 25 Jokic with 25 and murray with 25 like it can't doesn't get any better than that. No. Right? Like, if you can replicate that in the playoffs, the Nuggets are going to win a bunch of championships. And so this was, to me, a sneak peek into, okay, this is what it looks like when everyone's clicking. Mm -hmm. Because even in the playoffs last year, I don't know if the Nuggets had, like, this much of a spread of a game like this. Like, it might have been Bruce Brown picking up Mm -hmm. there, you know. But other than that, I didn't see a game in the playoffs last year where all three of them got going like this. And even in this game, we still had a decent dose of the two-man game. But it didn't feel like those, Jamal and Jokic were too high of usage. It still found other people. I thought Jamal's passing was fantastic. He had uh, five turnovers, but his activity and the way he was looking for people, and he found MPJ on a few looks... You know, that's what you need from Murray. And so, this is just a sneak peek. Like, if we can get to this point, and I know in the playoffs, they're going to work really hard to take away certain options more than the regular season. Yeah. But when you get guys like this, where it's just ball movement, reason, react, basketball, and then if something breaks down, you got Murray, Jokic, both to ISO, and even MPJ can ISO a little bit too. Yep. So, it was just. Great all-around basketball, and I also read today it was the first time a Nuggets trio had 25 points, five plus assists each, and a steal each since '89. Wow! Um, and that was English, Lever, and I forget the other guy. Let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, and
1: you know while you're checking that out, I think we're so used to always thinking about this in terms of the two-man game with Jokic and Murray. But um, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe your ears were burning, Jake. But I was watching this game, thinking, man. And there's a common denominator here in Jokic, right? But I was sitting there thinking, gosh, the Jokic AG two-man game is impressive, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, it switched, and it was Jokic and Porter running a two-man game, and they were hitting each other a lot. And it was just, it was so much fun to just have everybody involved like that.
0: Yeah, it's just it's the push and pull of. Okay, this is working. We're going to go to it, go to it, go to it. Defenses adjust, and then boom, you got something else in your bag. Yeah. And Yeah, Jokic and Gordon is just so solid. It's just kind of a baseline for the defense knows they can't give up this and this. And then from yeah. there, you just move Murray, MPJ, KCP around Jokic how you wish, and you're going to get a good shot every time, it seems like. And, Maybe
1: yeah, those two are uh, telepathic, honestly.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because we think about that like uh, Murray and Jokic as well. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see when they retire who has who he has more assists to, AG or, or Jamal. That's a good question. Because like, AG is probably good for four assists from Jokic every night, it seems like because they're going to make mistakes when Mm -hmm. he's in the dunker spot or running a 5-4 pick and roll that teams see like twice a year, only when they play the Nuggets mostly.
1: Yeah, right. Uh,
0: Or, I mean, some of the Clippers do it more too because they put Kawhi at the four and run it with Zubac, but it's a little bit different uh, than AG and Jokic. But, yeah, I mean, from the starters, it was an excellent game. Is there any other uh, starter you kind of want to get into before I move on to the bench here?
1: Uh, No, I think as far as starters go, uh, I think we kind of touched on what we needed to. Now we can talk about the other half of that situation.
0: Yeah, and the other half was uh, not as bad as it looked. No. When it comes to the numbers. Reggie Jackson, 9-4, and basically his average. I thought he played fine. He did his job. I mean, he had some really good sequences, of course. I mean, I I don't really ask much more than what Reggie gives because he's been fantastic. So uh, it's still interesting to me that they're staggering Reggie and Murray. Uh, I've liked some of the minutes, and I've hated some of the minutes. So uh, the jury's still out on it for me. What are you thinking about that?
1: I, I like the stagger. I I like the stagger. I think it was effective last year. Um, It was effective when Murray was coming off his injury. And, you know, if you're getting that kind of production from those two guards, then, um, I mean, why, why kind of go away with it? And, you know, what we saw in the past was, and we still see a little bit of it now, was we would traditionally run five starters. And then when they got tired, four or five of them would go out and you'd bring in kind of this entirely new second unit. And, and in the past, you know, when the starters were off the floor, we would just get obliterated. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was kind of the start of the stagger, if you want to, you know, call it that, anything official. Um, But Reggie's been, you know, you know how I feel about Reggie. I think he's been a blessing this year. I think he's filled the role of Bruce Brown um, brilliantly. I think he adds a lot to the team. Uh, this game was a little unique, and to your earlier point, uh, statistically, it doesn't look too doesn't look too great to me, right? But um, uh, if you consider the fact that Jokic got into early foul trouble and had to sit pretty early, and DeAndre got teed up and got ejected, um, that second unit was missing a big piece, and so they were kind of limping along the entire game, anyways. Um,
0: yeah, I mean when. He- deandre got ejected which surprised me like i i don't i don't think i've ever seen deandre that mad he's yeah. really pretty mellow
1: especially with the refs right
0: yeah especially with the refs usually he's yeah. smiling and joking and it'll be like you really called that whatever yeah uh but he was pissed and i think rightfully so that illegal screen was not an illegal screen uh he was just standing there but he was okay. I mean, he got some rebounds. He got an assist. Played seven minutes. And in the second half, we went to the uh, we went to Gordon at the five. Yep. Uh, and they actually had MPJ at the four at one point. Watson was in there for a little bit, but then they took Watson out. And so had MPJ at the four and and Murray, uh, being the point guard. And I, I like the look. It's something we're probably going to see in the playoffs. We're we're going to see Murray and. Brown, Watson, MPJ and Gordon. Like, yeah, that's definitely a lineup that's going to happen with how much minutes starters play in the playoffs. And it looks good to me. Like, I I would like them to build in some more actions between Murray and MPJ a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem MPJ isn't a great screener. He's gotten better, but he's still not very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, the sagger is okay to me. Murray was a minus five tonight in a, what is that? An eight point win. So, I mean, we still lost the bench minutes minus about minus five, minus four. Uh, but honestly, I think that's just kind of where it needs to be. I don't think we even need, I mean, a neutral is good and a plus is of course great, mm-hmm. but if you can keep it under minus 10, you know, minus 12, I think that's a win most of the time would you agree with
1: that yeah definitely and i you're not going to expect the bench to come in and and open up a lead for you and and turn it into a blowout right um yeah you're just kind of hoping they kind of weather the storm and luckily knock on wood so far uh you know when the bench is on and producing they have been able to open up leads for us and get the starters more rest and tonight wasn't one of those nights but oh well it's not going to be like that every night um I don't know if I was necessarily surprised per se, but I do think it's interesting how Zeke is all but completely lost all of his minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, to I'm be like fair, he's out of time now to be fair. He's we've played against a few like big teams, right? So I, I think Malone, honestly, in my opinion, I think Malone's still doing the based on matchups thing. And we just happened to play a stretch where they have a bunch of traditional bigs coming off the bench.
1: Right. Yeah, and that, that absolutely could be true.
0: Yeah, it'll be let's see. Who does uh, – who is the 76ers' backup big? Is it Reed? I can't remember. I'll have to look at that in a minute here. But, yeah, I, I still feel like he's there. I, I feel like the front office probably is going to let Malone bench him like completely. I think he's still going to get run. It's interesting that he gets run with garbage time, because when you have garbage time, you don't you typically put DeAndre out there. if Zeke has played. Usually, it's um, it's been uh, the big uh, guy that used to be a Laker. What's his name? Huff. Yeah, Huff.
1: Oh, oh, for, for us. We... Yeah, 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 yeah. J. Huff. Yeah. J.
0: Huff. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Jay Huff or they put Braxton key at the center one time too in garbage minutes, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. He plays garbage minutes still seeing that he's about to be paid, you know, eight, $9 million a year. I don't think you can afford to like completely cut him from the rotation, but uh, I'm going to be a little patient and say, I think it's based on matchups. Yeah. Uh, We still had kind of duds from Brown and Watson. As far as production goes, I liked their energy. Yeah. And I particularly like when Watson pushes it up the floor because even if he doesn't score or get a direct assist, he's usually gotten to the paint or put enough pressure on the defense where they ha- had to have quick matchups and create a mismatch somewhere and get them a little bit ahead on the offensive end because that's honestly where they struggle, right, is the bench offense because there's a defensive he- heavy unit Jamal bailed him out tonight as far as offensive production goes. Mm-hmm. still ended up a negative. But, yeah, I, I really like Watson's just downhill aggressiveness. And he's kind of started to see, okay, here's when I pull it back and just don't go for some crazy layup yeah, and kick it out. But the fact that he got down the floor in two, three seconds, that's what I like to see.
1: Yeah, and he's got such crazy length. Uh, yep. You know, the guy can dunk on anybody in the league – and and uh to your point he there are times where he's sprinting down the floor and i'm like oh man this guy's gonna poster somebody but then he pulls back and makes a smart play yep Uh, you know and and sadly i'm kind of disappointed sometimes because i want to see that man fly but (laughs) but it's also good to see him uh you know pull it back when needed and kick the ball back out and start the offense over
0: yeah and i mean with watson he he's gotten smarter you can tell he didn't make his shots tonight but he had well one he tried to posterize turner and he turner was not having that one but it was a good like i good for you like go get blocked like you want them to have to meet you like that and be afraid of that happening to them and if he gets blocked so what i mean go at him again the second time it's Right. That that kind of plays fine to me. Like if a guy blocks you while you're trying to dunk on his head, you know, a foot above the rim. Yeah. That's a good shot to me cuz at really least hate. you got there.
1: Yeah, it's high percentage and the likelihood yeah. of drawing a foul is pretty is pretty high too.
0: Right, exactly. So uh not against any of that. See, I think I think 76ers are playing mom. Mobamba's
1: uh
0: backup. I have to actually check on that. I don't want to give out Wrong information. I don't know if he's in the lineup.
1: Yeah. And I'm not quite sure either, to be honest. And
0: I actually like Mobamba a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. He gets after it. Yeah. You know, and we're playing at Philly. So Joel probably will play. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> he's been out for a while with his left knee soreness. Or is it right? I don't know if it's left or right, but knee soreness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's definitely missed some games. Gosh, I think, uh, Last week, I think I saw he's already missed ten or twelve games, maybe, and so.
0: Yeah, he has seven left before he's ineligible for MVP. There you go. Yeah. And all, all NBA. Yeah, we're. and we're
1: we're exactly halfway through the season tonight, and so. Yeah. You know, should he be able to play all those games to remain eligible? Yeah, but at his current rate, he won't be. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and with Joel, like. I mean, he's played really good the last few seasons. People yeah. forget, like, he went through some really bad injuries to start his career. Yeah. If, if I'm the 76ers, I'm not sweating benching him for a little while. The thing, wow. just like us, like, we want to see a healthy Nuggets squad. Their best interest is to have a healthy Joel for the playoffs. But I, it's always a fun matchup. It'll be interesting to see because Jokic hasn't been, like, super aggressive in the last week or so. It'll be interesting to see if he's in facilitator mode to start that game or if he kind of goes at Joel a few t- few times in the beginning cuz that it's it's a tough matchup. Like Joel has enough enough strength, probably the only guy in the NBA that has enough strength to kind of stand Jokic up in the post and Jokic has to exert more energy and be a little more creative to score around Joel. Yep. And yeah, the other end is also just tough for Jokic. Like he's not a elite defender, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, Joel can pretty much get his whenever he wants it. So, uh, that's why he's an MVP, (laughs) you know, and his stats this year are even better than they were last year. If I remember right from looking a week ago or so, but yeah. Averaging 34. Yeah. Yeah. He's going, he's going crazy when he's playing. So, uh, should be a good game. It, it'll be interesting to see what we bring defensively, um, to really slow and down, you know. And then obviously Tyrese Max. Tyrese Max. He's obviously a stud too. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah. No, they're they're a good squad. They're you know just like us. They're sitting third in the conference. Um, you know they're they're five back, five games back of the Celtics uh, for first
0: That's place best in, best in the, in the NBA,
1: but. You know, we're only half a game back from first place in the Western Conference now. But I think we picked up half a point or half a game rather tonight on um, on Minnesota and OKC.
0: Yeah, it's it's tight right now. It looks like as we we're recording this, uh, the Timberwolves are up 66 to 59 on the Clippers. Okay. Uh, that's a big game because yeah. the Clippers are right on our tails too. Uh, yeah. I believe the Clippers are two games back from first right so if they win uh against minnesota they're gonna be in a tie wait now they haven't played enough games Uh, but they'll be on pace to kind of be on a tie with us if they had played enough games Uh, but i'm really interested to see because the the 76ers play a lot different than they did last year Uh, nick nurse has done a good job so It'll be interesting to see how we guard Maxi, like how well we do against Maxi, because he's like probably one of the fastest guards in the NBA, and we yeah. seem to just struggle against those super downhill types. And there's going to be a lot of Maxi and Embiid pick and rolls and dribble handoffs, and so KCP is going to have to get around those screens really quickly because Embiid's also a really good screener, like Jokic. Yep, and Jokic. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Jokic does hedging against Maxi when you're hedging off of Embiid, right? It's, we don't, yeah. Absolutely. Not a lot of centers like him.
1: No. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really more curious to see what kind of energy Jokic starts the game off with. You know, yep. is he going to be in chill mode and really focus on facilitating, or is he going to take off and lead the way uh, right out of the gate?
0: Yeah. And Murray and Porter need to punish their front court players. Yeah. Well, really everybody except for Embiid. Like, I mean, the 76ers have been an okay defense, but I think we can really take advantage. Of, like if Maxi's on the floor in a playoff series, that's the kind of guy you got to play off the floor because of his size. So it'll be interesting to see if Murray, if he gets up, matched up on Maxi often, if he's going right at him. And putting a lot of pressure on him because that that's the kind of guy I think Murray can post up pretty well and probably get some good results out of it and make Embiid be the helper. Yeah. And that frees up the rest of the offense. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun game. Hopefully Embiid plays. If he doesn't, uh, I think it'll still probably be a tough game. Uh, but, um,
1: yeah, I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like, doesn't like matching up with Jokic.
0: Yeah. It'll be more interesting. (laughs) Right. That's what I was going to say. It'll be more interesting when he comes to Denver to see if he misses this one, I get it. Like he's been out. He probably still has injury, but uh, by the time they come to to Denver, it'll be a a completely different story uh, hopefully for them. But uh, any other thoughts on this game?
1: Um, No, no, I think we're good. As far as 76ers go, it should be, should be fun. This is going to be a tough road trip for us. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got a little bit of a tough schedule coming up, but uh, we'll probably be back even before the 76ers game. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. And thanks for listening to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. And yeah, great talking, poops.
1: All right. Thanks, Jake.